episode 82 of the Get Around Podcast. That's Brett Summers. <laughs> I didn't want to introduce myself so he's, early. He's speechless. I am. Uh, you haven't even seen Game of Thrones in your speech. That's why I don't have anything to talk about, apparently. But we've got a good show lined up for you today. We've got our fantasy softball draft, chock full of area players. Uh, Elite area players. Jake Atnip, his voice there, James Cook, moments before, and myself, Brett Summers, we will select our teams of nine players each. So only 27 players getting taken off the board today. So we should each come away with a pretty uh, stacked team, I would I would think. Yeah, as long as I, for once in these fantasy drafts, can get the number one pick. I would really, really enjoy it. Seriously, we got to pick out of a hat here, and I better get the number one pick. I'm not going to Rochambeau? I'm not Rochambeauing this time. We're just going to pick out of a hat? Just sick of losing? to pick out of a hat again. Just sick of losing? Okay. Well, we got two hats to choose from. Let's put it in my green hat for some luck. Watch, uh, he's going to get number two this time. <laughs> 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 Which turns out to be the worst in these, uh, I think. I don't know. Yeah. If we decided, is it, I mean, we all, you all get good picks, but. Yeah, it's uh, 27 players. I mean, you can't, it's hard to go wrong in this. I mean. 27 players is fewer than what's on the all-region team. Give us a little bit of that, whatever those acronyms are for making noises on the microphone, Jake. What is that? ASMR. ASMR, there you go. But we've got Frankfurt's Natalie Bigley dropping by the studio a little later in the show. Uh, She, fresh off, well, maybe two weeks ago, uh, hitting five home runs in one doubleheader, including three of them that came back-to-back-to-back. Two grand slams. Two grand slams, had 13 RBI in that doubleheader. She's been ripping it up on the mound, so. The Panthers, uh, you know, looking to make another deep postseason run coming out of Northwest Conference. We'll talk to her. Uh, we've got an F Tweet of the Week, another rendition of the Get Around Hall of Fame. Some lucky student-athlete going to be uh, ushered into the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. And then we'll finish up with the trifecta. And, yes, even though I have not seen Game of Thrones and, I also suspect in the long and storied history of this podcast that we've done this one before. I think maybe we will go with our favorite series finale, uh, even though I haven't seen Game of Thrones and I can't speak to that one yet. I'm sure we can each come up with something. Uh, you know, Or maybe we do the worst. I don't know. Uh, what, but what you're telling me is this sounds like a pretty, pretty regular show of the get-around when I have a better fantasy team at the end of it than both of you guys. No, probably not. I can't say that I've ever felt like you had a better team. Yeah, you you can not feel like that, but if you look at if you, you look at the end of the season, I'm pretty sure most of mine are on all region or more like more mine than yours. And uh I think he's inflating his opinion. We'll see. What Let's do you think, James? Yeah. I think so too. Oh, there's the little paper balls ruffling roll. around inside Jake's Michigan State Spartan hat. I gotta be careful I don't touch this disgusting thing. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I haven't, sw- I haven't sweat in a couple months. It's not summertime. So this is for the, the one, number, the one, number one or the number three? The number one pick. All right, the number one pick, the 2019 Record Eagle Fantasy Prep Softball Draft, Jake Atman. Aha! Aha! <laughs> and he's going to blow it. <laughs> and picking number two, uh, perhaps the le- least enviable spot, is James. And But right, well, I feel like I've also, I feel like I've picked, two in like the last two or three of these, so I'm glad this has gotten shuffled up a bit. And then number three. Of course, me. The lowly Brett Summers. I don't know what's lowly about me, but... (laughs) 
being third in these things is not a, a bad way to go. No, not at all. So, without further ado, as Jake likes to say, I'm take Brett Summers. Ca- yeah, take, 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 no. <laughs> take, my, uh, take my catchphrases. It's okay. Without further ado, let's get this fantasy draft started. And with the number one pick, Jake, you've got a list. We've all got lists. We all came prepared today, mostly thanks to James going, hey, let's do this more than 20 minutes ahead of time. Uh, <laughs> I think I told Jake last week. That yeah, this we is talked probably about what we've been up doing. About it last week. So we, I was, I was on, I was on the, I was on the lookout over the last week or so. I just needed to make sure. Is I our guest going number it. one? Our guest is going to go number one. Oh, I knew yeah. it. And that's why I was happy to take her. Uh, obviously, you guys are going to have a great, or you guys are going to listen to a great interview with her later. But as I mentioned on the open, I mean, she's been tearing it up from the circle, from the, uh, from the batter's box. I mean, school record for home runs in a season. Uh, she is has just been ripping up. I think she has 13 so far, like we talked about, five in that one game. Over and over again, I see her taking wins from the circle. I mean, it seems like she's pretty much good for about eight strikeouts when she's pitching, which, I mean, putting up a couple home runs, all the RBI she does, she can almost beat you by herself. So I think definitely worthy of a number, number one pick, Natalie Bigby from Frankfurt. Homer. Did you say Natalie Bigby? Did I? I think you I did. I think you did. Bigby! Uh, <laughs> so... So a very worthy number. <laughs> Don't it's okay. We know you no. knew it was Bigley, but no. I think you said Bigby, so I'm just going to give you cut some that crap. Out. No, we're not. Cut, you no. better cut that out. No, no, no. no. <laughs> a right. worthy number one well, pick. But, but before Bigley. I let James go with number two here, uh, I did want to say since I forgot uh, as we introduced the draft, maybe I didn't forget, and I forgot that I didn't forget. No, yeah, I think um, you forgot to explain the format. Yeah, we're we're going uh, well snake order. And then as far as how many roster spots we have, we only have nine uh, because so many of these girls are talented from the circle as well as at the plate. Uh, we're not going to have separate pitching. You, know, you can sort of look at, okay, who else is on your roster that can be your second pitcher type of thing. So we'll have a one through nine lineup, and that's it. So 27 players going off the board. Now go ahead, James, with okay. the number two pick. With the number two pick. The player who, no offense to Natalie Bigley, should have been the number one pick. Brittany Steimel from Traverse City West. Hitting 449 with five homers this year in the Big North Conference. 1.228 OPS. Ooh. And, Ooh. 100, and 117 Ks. So are, are you making your case there, James, for uh, Ms. Steimel to be our softball player of the year? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> You don't want to start that debate right now. I mean, we could, well, but but let's let's okay. talk about our fantasy fantasy teams first. All right, I get back to back picks here, and I think I'm going to uh, take one in the infield uh, as well as one in the circle. I will take. Uh, a, I think I'm going to take another Panther off the board here um, with Frankfurt's Haley Myers. And then I'm also going to take uh, pitcher out of Kingsley, Ali Gedeke. I don't have uh, numbers from Gedeke, but I just uh, I know she's one of our more talented pitchers. Uh, but I do have numbers for Frankfurt's Haley Myers uh, in the infield. Uh, she is hitting 582 on the season with five homers, 23 RBIs, and perhaps a more impressive stat: she has only struck out once on the entire season. James at number oh. five. Wow. There's there's like three players that I want to take right here. Thank God I'm going to take the other two. 
<laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. But the one who's not going to get to you is Glenn Lake's Caitlin Schaub, who is putting up a monster season. Yes. School record-breaking. 622 batting average. Eight homers, 44 RBIs, which I believe is the most of anybody in our coverage area by like a dozen. Uh, 13 doubles. <laughs> And, uh, and her pitching stats are pretty darn solid, too. 79Ks and 70 innings. Yeah, she probably would have been my next pick. But I'm going to take an infielder who has, over the last two years, seemed like it, it I know who you're going with. Yeah. Uh, Bear Lake's Haley May. Uh, she's got power. Uh, she's a very, very good infielder. And she's been consistent for the last couple of years. So definitely another bat I'd like to add to my lineup. And at number seven? Number seven, I'm going to go over to, I'm, I'm not quite sure of her numbers, but I'm doing this off of pedigree, and I know how solid of a, of a softball player she is. I'm going to take Travis City Central's Olivia Feebing. Uh, slipping down here, I'm definitely going to take her because I think it would be good for the bat, good for the circle if you needed her. It's definitely uh, a good value at seven. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think statistically she's had as strong of a year, which I think is the reason she didn't go number one overall mm-hmm. like she did last year, or worse, number two. I, I can't believe she was number one last year. She was Wilkinson. our guest last year, so I took her. See? Uh, and, and just for you guys who know, it's it's not always the guest who gets picked number one. It just There's a correlation of us having the best athletes in northern Michigan on the get-around and, you know, where they uh, where they fall in the fantasy draft. Okay, James, at number eight then. Uh, in, in number eight, I'm going to take another Traverse City Central bat in uh, in Heidi Walters catcher from TC Central, transfer from St. Francis. She's been putting up good stats this year, good power. So just uh, I like my lineup so far, man. I was thinking about taking Heidi Walters too, but when neither one of you guys took Phoebing, I was like, I know that would be a good addition. I, I would have taken Phoebing here if she was still here. Yeah, that was the flip-flop for me. Yep. Was, do I take Phoebing or Walters? <clears throat> All right, well, I'll be honest. I've got a couple of names here that I'm a little surprised uh, are available at numbers 10 and 11. Um. And I think both of them, well, I know both of them were dream teamers last year, and I think I selected both of them in last year's uh, softball draft. So at number 10, uh, go back to the Traverse City Central well and take outfielder Lily Briggs. So that's three Trojans in a row. Well, yeah. And at number 11, uh, I'm going to go take the base-stealing machine out of Charlevoix. Hannah Solomon. I knew you were going to take her. You got her last year, too. Yeah, right? after, to, after. To, uh, to complete uh, my infield. So I know last she, year she had 60-plus. She's not on, She's not quite on that pace yet. Uh, yeah, she is. Is she? Yep. She is hitting 600 <laughs> this season. 39 runs scored and 55 steals already. So she'll probably have She more might hit 60. 70. Yeah. She might hit 70 stolen that, bases. That's my little note. That's what I have said next to Hannah Solomon. Just one note. Speed. James? How many did she end up with last year? It was 62 or 63. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, she can beat that this year. That's, ins- that's just insane. All right. Yes, it is. At number 12, Mr. Cook. Oh, we're back to me. Hmm. There's still some pretty darn good players here. Got some sleepers, though, for later in the draft. So I'm going to take some of the name players that I think you guys might take here. So I am going to go with... Addison Letts from Manton. <laughs> that was literally my next pick. <laughs> oh, this always makes it more fun when... Now i got to reevaluate. 
picks get snaked. She's hitting 409 with 28 RBIs, 33 runs, 11 doubles. And and without hitting a home run this season, she has a 1.073 OPS. Okay. Now that's pretty high for not having a home run this season. It's also pretty good a pitcher too. All right, so I got two in a row. First one, I'm going to go out to Johannesburg Lewiston and take Grace Bowden. Is hitting 471 this year with 26 RBIs. Has quite a bit of power. Only has one home run, but 10 doubles, five triples, and has stolen 15 bases. Uh, has been an offensive catalyst for the Cardinals out there. I've seen her name out a lot, so that's going to go there. Then my next pick, I'm going to go and stay on the east side of our coverage area, and I'm going to go to Gaylord and take Savannah Gapinski. Uh, all stayed her last yeah, year. Yeah, she has been. <laughs> she has been all over the place. Uh, for the Blue Devils, and uh, I know she was on our dream team last year, or I believe it was our dream team last year, and uh, making her way onto my team this year. She's hitting 485 in the Big North Conference. Three homers, a 1301 OPS. There you go. And has only struck out twice this season. So there you go. Which is impressive for a power hitter. So James at number 15. All right, I'm going to go out to Benzie County and take... Benzie's biggest offensive threat in Macy Kunkel. She's hitting 536 this season. 21 RBIs, a homer, nine steals, and also has only struck out three times this season. All right, at 16 and 17, uh, I may be forcing one of my players into a bit of a position change because I think she generally plays a middle infield. Uh, hopefully, she's got the arm to play third. Uh, I'm going to head back to Central and take Maddie Alger, previously of Kingsley, a dream teamer last year. And then I still need a catcher on my roster. Uh, I'm going to head out to Boyne City and take Caitlin Gabos, who actually plays a bit of third base herself, but uh, for me she'd be uh, behind the plate and running the defense. James at number 18. There's a lot of good players still on the board here. There really are. Yeah, I have at least like twenty. I years. mean, we've how many softball players do we have in our coverage area? Hundreds. Yeah, uh, what basically forty times? Let's be conservative 12. and say fifty. Okay, yeah. twelve. And uh, yeah, so forty times twelve—that's better than four hundred. And we're trying to pick the top, top twenty-seven, top yeah. half percent. And I was—I was going through this, <laughs> doing my scouting. I was going through this, and if you didn't hit four hundred, I was just like, mm, nope. <laughs> unless he high bar here unless you did and something else like incredibly good or something I think there's only one person on here who is hitting under 400 on my entire list um, does that mean if you didn't have stats you're not drafting them or have you drafted a couple on reputation so far no I, yeah there's players that we know like Heidi Walters I don't have her stats okay. but I mean we know right she, she was on that she's she was my number one catcher I just uh, you got there first yeah I don't know who else to get. Jake doesn't have a catcher yet. I don't even know who I'm going to get. Jake doesn't have a catcher. All right. Sound strategy there, Cotton. We really don't even know. Bold strategy, in fact. Well, we're not going. We're just going to one through nine. We don't have to have positions. We don't have to have it positionally. He always does. Yes, I'm trying to do it uh, so that I have both bases covered. Pun maybe intended? I don't know. I didn't decide. There are four bases. Okay. You said both. Yes, but in the case of... It's still bases, Jake. Hitting and pitching, I guess. I I get it. What about fielding? No, I meant both bases in terms of a lineup and all the positions. I get it, okay? 
Okay, I'm gonna go with T. Ellsworth. She's just asleep around my list. I didn't. And I'm gonna James did it again. Abby Nishazel. Oh, never mind. I got another one on there. There's. I have another one from Ellsworth on my list too. Oh, I know who that is. But Abby is hitting 622 this season. Her OPS is 1.891. 2,000. That's okay. Because her, her slugging percentage is 1216. She wow. has three homers, four triples, five doubles, and has not struck out this season. All right. Haley Myers, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> right. Jake, 19 and 20. I'm going to add some more Northwest Conference flavor to my team. And since I didn't get Caitlin Schaub, I'm going to take a Glen Lake star in Reagan Middleton. Damn it, Jake. You looked at my paper. I know you did. Yeah, I had that one high in mind, too. She's sitting right here. Middleton is hitting 464 this season with 30 RBIs for the Lakers. Also has added in a couple of home runs and double-digit doubles. So uh, that'll go number 19. Is that right? Yep, and you got 20. Now number 20. Take the other Ellsworth girl. I was thinking about it, but I actually think I'm going to take somebody to go as my lead my leadoff person. Uh, Manton's Megan Moffitt. I'm not quite sure, or Moffitt, I'm not, I'm not quite sure what her average is, but I swear to God, she has three hits a game. She's She bats so much. Uh, it's it a good it, baseline. Yeah, Give uh, me three hits a game, you're yeah, no, good. Yeah, no, she's on base all the time. She can steal bases, so uh, I, I would like to put her in my leadoff spot. So we're going with Moffitt from Manton. I'm Megan Moffitt from Manton. Some alliteration there. All right, James at 21. I got my pitchers taken care of. So I don't need another pitcher. But I'm still gonna take one. Right <laughs> <here>. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go with Petoskey, and I'm gonna take Aurora Sears from Petoskey. She's hitting 4.43 this season with two homers, 32 runs, four triples, 12 doubles, and it has 204 strikeouts as a pitcher. Wow. In 128 innings. Holy smokes. And over a three to one walk, K to walk ratio. All right, I've got 22 and 23. I need to complete my infield. I need a first base. I'm going to head out to Kalkaska and take Angela Iatt. And at number 23, uh, now I, got, I, I need an need a outfielder. I've got a couple of names here on my, on my board, but uh, I know they're both good players. I think I'm going to take the one that's going to hurt Jake a little bit, and I'm going to take Kingsley's Lark Jankowitz. She's on the list. <laughs> She's on the list. <laughs> Uh, the best part is that I don't even have to write her whole name out anymore. It just says Lark Jank on my list. Back to me, huh? Yeah, so we had two more picks left, right? Yep. I've only got one. You only got one. Yep, so I, got, I got my last two. All right, I'm going to get my, I'm gonna get my leadoff hitter here, and I'm going to go to Sutton's Bay and take Laura Hersey. She's hitting 507 this year. Only 11 RBIs, but she's a leadoff hitter. So um, she has 32 runs, 32 steals. And only one strikeout in the season. So that's what I like for a, a leadoff batter. Don't strike out, can steal bases. Jake, I think it's about time you drafted a catcher. She don't even know who the catcher <laughs> is. So. We've only picked two. There's got to be somebody out there. I'm not, I'm not sure. Your vast memory bank of all your prep calls and solid customer service. <laughs> uh, well, I got two picks here. You do, 25 and 26. God, there's some quality players left. You don't have to take a catcher. No, but there's some quality players left. Yeah, there's a lot of good players here. 
And I think I might have those numbers mixed up because <clears throat> 9 times 3 is 27, and James and I both have picks left. Well, whatever number to pick we're on. I only have two <laughs> left. Uh, and I'm going to take them right now. Um, I can't believe she's still on the board, so I'm taking her now. Frankfurt's Bree Daw. Uh, she's done a lot for them this season, helped, obviously helped them uh, go out, win the Northwest Conference. I can't believe you guys let her slip this far, so I'm taking her in my, with my eighth pick. And last but not least for my team. There's a lot of good players here. I know, that's why I'm like. I'm disappointed we're stopping after nine rounds almost. All right, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take somebody who I believe is their, the leader of their team, has done a lot for Bel- the Bel Air Eagles this year. I'm going to take Rachel Wachowski. Uh, she, she pitches. I know she plays, I think it's second base. Um, I'm, can't, you can't quote me on that, but uh, middle infielder and pitcher who constantly, I mean, she's constantly on the circle for them and getting strikeouts, getting wins. So I'm going to take Rachel Wachowski from Bel Air as my final pick. All right, James, who's your final pick? You said Bel Air. You had me worried. For the Hoogerhide? Because my last pick is Mackenzie Hoogerhide. Yeah. She's hitting 508 with six homers and seven doubles this season. All right, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish this off. I've got one outfielder spot left, and I've got one outfielder remaining on my big board. And uh, she can pitch a little bit too, so that's good since I really only have one big arm here in my lineup. And I'm going to take Boyne City's Josie Bailing. You can make a heck of a team with players that we have not picked. Oh yeah, we yeah. We, we always do this. So I'm gonna shout out a few of the other bigger the other players on my big board who did not quite make it onto my fantasy team. You know the, the way we did this, it's almost the 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 pitchers who get um, a overlooked little, a, a little, little bit because we only needed one really. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yes, yeah, so I mean Summer Robbins, Mancelona yep. pitcher. She was high on my list. Mm-hmm. Michaela uh, Orman too. Yep, yep. Uh, I mean I got a couple of Katie Beeman. Mm-hmm. Frankfurt, Ashley Parker, Manton. That's another big bat that I thought about. Even Asia Taylor from Manton. Ashley so, Lundquist and Shelby from Bundy from Manton. Yeah, She's yeah. She's our best pitcher. Yeah, exactly. Um, 1.88 ERA. One, another one I was looking at, Shaylee Waller, Bear Lake. Mm-hmm. Ariana Heath, Glen Lake. Shannon Pop, Lake Leland, all Yeah, Mary. and then Olivia Schaub from Lake Leland, all St. Mary. She's, she's got a lot of power uh, for them. I, when we were talking about Ellsworth, I, I said Mackenzie Essenberg. Uh, she's been on the mound for them nonstop. She's got a lot of wins. Mm-hmm. I mean, may not be in the best conference, but, you know, they're still tearing it up. I had another infielder on my big board, uh, Kayla Cavanaugh from Kalkaska. Yep. Yep. Grace Perryard, Sutton's Bay, Sophie Wisniski, Onekama. I can't believe nobody picked her, but I think that, <laughs> that was the, the whole pitcher thing. Is if we, if we had to do, like, three pitchers, I think she would have been on somebody's roster. But she's good to just take it as a hitter. Yeah. She's hitting 549. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, that's another one I can't believe. Yep. Um, she was, you know, I had a choice between her or Hogerhide for my last yeah. pick, kind of. I got Abby Polad from TC <coughs> West, kind of that number two right there behind uh, Brittany Steimel. She's been on the mound as well, has some power. Anybody else mm-hmm. you guys you want to mention? I got like a, there's a trio of players from Benzie Central that didn't get taken that could have. Uh, Emily uh, Jelikowski hitting 444, uh, Janae Beavis hitting 450, and Angie Warsecki hitting 396. With uh, you know a lot of extra base hits in there too. Yeah, so like we said, there's still plenty, I'm, and we're probably forgetting. Oh, oh Kaya, yeah, Kaya Wilson from Central Lake. Yep. Elizabeth Nichols from Mancelona. She's been hitting the ball well. Autumn Thompson from Mancelona. Well, let's. Uh, Sydney Broderick. Let, let, yeah. GTA. Yeah, she's hitting yeah. 500. 
Let's yeah. let's run down our lineups real quick. Uh, please provide name uh, and school. Um, James, get us started. I have Brittany Steinmel from Traverse City West, Caitlin Shaw from Glen Lake, uh, Heidi Walters from Traverse City Central, Addison Letts from Manton, Macy Kunkel from Benzie Central, Abby Nishazel from El- Ellsworth, if I'm pronouncing that right. I think it's Nechazel. I don't think so. I don't know. I guess. Uh, Aurora Sears from Petoskey, Laura Hersey from Sutton's Bay, and Mackenzie Hugerhide from Bel Air. Jake? With that first overall pick, I took our guest, Natalie Bigley from Frankfurt, and then I got Haley. What's her last name? Bigley. I got it this time. Natalie Bigley from Frankfurt. Uh, then I got Haley May from Bear Lake, and then we went over to the Big North Conference, got Olivia Feebing from Traverse City Central, out to Johannesburg Lewiston for Grace Bowden, Gaylord Savannah Gapinski. Glen Lake's Reagan Middleton, Manton's Megan Moffitt, Frankfurt's Bree Daw, and Bel Air's Rachel Witkowski. And my nine include Hannah Solomon from Charlevoix, Lily Briggs from Traverse City Central, Haley Myers from Frankfurt, Allie Gedeke from Kingsley, Maddie Alger from TC Central, Caitlin Gabos from Boyne City, Angela Ayat from Kalkaska, Lark Jankowitz from Kingsley, and Josie Bailing from Boyne City. I think we could uh, play a heck of a round robin tournament with these three teams. I'm, I'm honestly not really willing to give any one of our teams a clear advantage over any of the others. I mean, you could maybe argue, okay, who got the best pitcher? Uh, but when you got to go up against lineups like these, I don't think any one pitcher is going to absolutely no. cruise. No. <laughs> so um, I think I think they're three very talented and even squads. So with I'm that... I'm happy. I'm happy, I'm as happy. always. James is happy. I mean, I'm totally happy with he, my team. He's sitting over here, like, grinning and cheeking. He's probably putting together he all these He should have had a better advantage with all of his fancy numbers. With all there. his fancy numbers. <laughs> it's okay. He was doing money ball over here. Let's, yeah. uh, let's get to that interview with Frankfurt's Natalie Bigley. Not to be confused with Natalie Bigby. Hey, I wanted some coffee or something, all right? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, she dropped by the Get Around Podcast studio in Traverse City to chat with us. Go ahead and listen to that now. I'm excited to welcome in Frankfurt's Natalie Bigley into the Get Around Podcast studio. She is leading the Frankfurt Panthers uh, charge into the postseason particularly uh, of note a recent game she had we'll jump into that right away a game or a double header rather with five home runs two grand slams 13 rbi uh, back to back to back home runs in three straight plate appearances you're sort of grimacing as i'm saying that are you uh you uh embarrassed by the attention about it or, or? Uh, a little bit i was excited you know thompson posts the daily like updates after the game what happens and then it kind of the next morning just took off and it was on like every social media and i was like oh thank you uh, <laughs> uh i don't really know how that happened but it's not like your name hasn't been in the news before i mean you've been a good player for frankfurt but when it sort of got to that level i mean what what were you thinking as you were seeing all that, all the you know news organizations sharing and whatnot? And I mean, how do you sort of take that in after accomplishing something like that? Honestly, I was just wanted to get another at bat to see if I could break the record the next game to hit four in a row. 
because that's a record, but that didn't end up happening. But um, It's I, probably because you were trying to hit a home yeah, run, right? Yeah, I think so, too. And I was like, oh, dang it. And then afterwards, I was like, well, now i got to hit it more, but it didn't happen. So uh, what, what happened in that next at-bat? I think it was against Sutton's Bay. And I think I grounded out shortstop or something. <laughs> it was not not what I was hoping for the whole day. I was like, okay, got to set it up with a home run. This is going to be, like, epic. We're going to break a record here. But then, nope. So I guess we got to get it rolling again. You jumped right out of your cleats. All right. I'm, swing. Like, I'm ready. Did Coach Thompson say anything to you about that after you had the ground out? Or, like, maybe he knew that's kind of what you were thinking going into that one? Well, the day before, we had hitting practice. And we were hitting off the machine to adjust back to Sutton Space pitcher. And he was like, you know, Natalie, like, you might not need all these swings if you're feeling good. Like, just take 10 or so and, you know, just, like, keep doing what you're doing. And I was like, oh, yeah, all right, I'll do that. And then... I, that's not swing, normally what I do. How many swings did you take? About 10. And so I was like, okay, I'm feeling good. But usually I'm the type of person who, like, keeps working, keeps feeling it. And I just kind of strayed away a little bit, which probably wasn't helpful. But So you didn't say that, but James and I can blame Mike for ending <laughs> no. the run? Oh, no. That, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what was that like that day, uh... I mean, did you know maybe your first plate appearance of that doubleheader, like, oh, okay, I'm feeling pretty good, or like, I mean, five home runs, and that's... Yeah, uh, the first, I let off the first game with that first home run, and it was kind of confusing, because at first I just thought I hit a really, really high ball, and I was like, you know, this might be it out, because I don't know how it'll stay in, but it was also like a few inches from being foul and it was just like I was kind of jogging on first a second and everyone's like kind of cheering the ums confused and I was like okay what a good way to start I mean we'll see how that goes next time and then I was just seeing the ball a lot better than that first one I was just did you push or pull that one that was a pull okay yeah and then you finished off that game with a, a home run right was that the game uh, where you let off and and finished yes. off the game with a home run a walk off um I don't think it was. It wasn't a walk off this game. No, because you did have one doubleheader or one game this year where you had yeah I hit a, lead a walk off homer off. and then a walk off in the same game. Yeah, so you I started a, and ended with a homer. Yeah, I walked off uh, against Glen Lake in the last inning. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so more fun to hit a walk off home run or to hit five in one day? Honestly, if it would have been maybe a tighter game where my home runs came up kind of, like, big. It would have been more exciting, but it was just like, okay, I'm feeling good. This is a – we're trying to keep this up. But that last game, I was like – I kind of had the mentality because I was pitching those games too, and they had hit two home runs off me, and I was like, okay. Uh, after I hit that first one and they hit another one, I'm just going to hit as many as they hit. And then I – Hit more. It. And then – well, no, I actually hit two. That, that last one was the walk-off. But I was like, okay, I did my goal, and it was a – a lot more fun than I thought I was going to have doing it. So. Mm-hmm. Well, and then in, in that doubleheader, you also hit two in one inning. Yes. Right? Yep. Um, I think a leadoff and then the Grand Slam. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> two Grand Slams <laughs> in the same doubleheader. 13 RBIs total. I think, you, I think you put your name in the record books at least three times, if not more. Yeah. Unfortunately, it wasn't first, but we'll try to get there. Um, but... Those RBIs, I mean, I hit the home runs, but if my teammates weren't on base, I wouldn't have had nearly as many. So those grand slams were 
really awesome for them to be on. And I just got my pitch and took it. So after you hit a couple home runs, I mean, were your teammates sort of jogging the bases to make sure they were <laughs> they were still on when you came up to bat? Um, <laughs> all I know is that after I hit maybe like the second or third one, uh, my teammate Bree Daw was picking up the bat for me after I came on home, and she was like, "Here, I'll take this for you." This like magic wand or whatever this is, and I, was, I don't know what's happening. And then I just kept hitting more, and she's like, "What are you eating?" She was <laughs> really funny. What did you eat that day? I have no idea. <laughs> Probably some really bad school lunch. That's <laughs> not very good. Um, well, so about what time was it that your parents found out that you had hit five home runs? Because they weren't even there, right? My dad was. My okay. mom was at a concert yeah. celebrating her birthday. So yeah, she was at the Jason Aldean concert, right, yeah. in Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. And she texted me that night, and she's like, oh, my gosh, of course this happens when I'm, or when I can't be there and all this stuff. She's like, I bet you feel on top of the world. And honestly, I was just like, it was, it was a game. I just, I wasn't like... Yeah, that was awesome, and I don't know. So you don't, so you don't give her grief for not being there. No, no, no. I, I mean, she had fun. I had fun. Yeah. It was a good Friday night. Over the years, you guys have had a pretty uh, rowdy dugout. I have to imagine though, your teammates were pretty stoked for you. Yeah, yeah, they were just cracking jokes the whole time, and I didn't want to play into it too much in case, like, I didn't want to ruin the next at bat and all that. But they're super fun. They Did they were, come up with any new chants for you in that game? No, they were trying to come up with nicknames for all the home runs. They're like, Big Hit Bigly, um, I don't know, just silly things, just like that. <laughs> so we, we talked a lot about you individually. Where, where are you guys, the Panthers, sitting as a team right now as the postseason is almost upon us? Uh, we're feeling pretty good we did just recently have uh one of our starters lucy resnich have her appendix taken out Mm. so that was last week or so so i'm hoping she'll be back for postseason she's she's a freshman she just started playing softball this year and she's come up big in some games so i mean she's phenomenal um my second baseman brie the jokester i was talking about she uh at the benzie game she made phenomenal play after phenomenal play and I told her that I owe her like six dinners after every good play (laughs) that she had because I mean as a pitcher you're so grateful for those amazing plays and just diving stops and all that and I just have some some good defense behind me Maggie and Katie they've been sharing the spot at catcher and they're both filling in doing their jobs whenever they have to and Maggie just throws out basically everyone, whoever tries to steal on her, so that's awesome. And I think uh, we've got Glen Lake in the regional, and or in the district, actually. And if we get past St. Mary's that first game, I mean, it's going to be uh, hopefully another fun one. But this time we do have Maggie Kelly, our third baseman slash catcher. She was uh, away at our Glen Lake game, so we missed her. So hopefully it'll be... That's a pretty stacked district, though. I mean, Lake Leelanau is pretty good this year. I yeah. mean, Glen Lake, obviously very good. You guys are very good. Mm-hmm. How do you guys approach a, a district like that? Um, one game at a time. We've got Shannon Pop, I believe, is mm-hmm. the pitcher. Um, we just She's got a lot of bite to her ball. We've got to focus on 
because uh, last district we beat them in a 1-0 game the first round. No one was really expecting that, you know, and just hoping we come on top again. We've got to hit our pitches. I've got to be on my game for when I was pitching, and I know that my defense will do great. So. Mm-hmm. Will you guys likely split you and Haley up as far as pitching? Um, Haley actually hasn't been pitching like at all this season mm-hmm. because she's got some shoulder problems. So our number two right now is Taylor Myers, her younger sister is a freshman. Okay. Um, I'm expecting to throw most of those innings. Okay. I think so. You guys nearly make the semifinals last year. Right. This group is considerably different. Uh, oh, yes. After uh, you know, a couple of the girls that you lost – how do you feel about this group as compared to what last year's team accomplished? And are you thinking you can get back to quarters, push, push to a Final Four type season? Um, I mean, yeah, I want to get there, but it's hard to look so far ahead right now. Um, we've got some good teams in our district and then even better teams in our regional. Like Holton's ranked really high this year. I really don't know anyone else in the region just because Holton's been our number one, like, They were the one enemy. that you finally uh, yeah. won over last year. In my sophomore year, they took a 10-9 game against us in the last inning, and uh, last year we won a 6-5 game, so it's always been tight and really kind of our main focus getting past Holton. But you guys set, I mean, a bunch of goals at the beginning of the oh, season. Yeah. Was was regional champs on that oh, on that yeah. list this year? Oh yeah, definitely. We always start off uh, with huge expectations for ourselves. Uh, every year we write state champs because it is possible. Um, we were very close last year. Um, just some minor little mistakes here and there that led to that. But um, just shows like our tiny school with forty kids in each grade can really go far. So you were talking before we uh, started recording a little bit about Coach Mike Thompson. You said he's crazy about Game of Thrones. Yes. Uh, like, I mean, is he naming drills after characters or something crazy like that? Or um, just a common talking point? If he were, I don't think I would recognize it. It's <laughs> uh, how I, little you, you've, you know about it. Yeah, he does have this one mug that has some saying on it and... I should know it because he says it all the time. Is it winter's coming? No. That was that was the. Yeah. Oh shoot! I wish I knew what it was, but he says it all the time. And my junior year on the ride down to Florida, I rode with him, and that's all I heard the whole time. And it was every time we like take a drink out of that mug, it was just. So he's excited. <laughs> uh, he made that little I don't know what it is chart to see like who lives and who dies. I really don't know any of the plots. <laughs> That's okay, because I haven't seen this final season yet, so I'm trying to avoid spoilers, but I just thought it was kind of funny. You, you, I think you said that he's crazy about Game of Thrones. Oh, so. definitely. Yeah, he did like an online Deadpool and posted his <laughs> his results of who he thought was going to live and die yeah. in the last season. Okay. Yeah, and he had one of our teammates fill it out, too. I think it's Cora Scott who also watches, and he showed her his selection and wanted her input. <laughs> <laughs> because it's very important. Going back to the beginning of the season, Frankfurt always goes down to Florida. Mm-hmm. How big is that, do you feel, a, a component of what you accomplish year in and year out? It's not a lot of teams do that, obviously. Yeah, I feel like it's basically everything 
towards those first uh, April games when some teams have had two outside practices and we've spent 20 hours in the sun on the dirt getting real ground balls, getting uh, real live pitching. We just come back a different way, closer team. Um, and then you can really tell and when we play our opponents those first few weeks that we've got that advantage. And it definitely helps just with team chemistry as well. That always helps the the game. I was looking at your stats, and, and these stats don't have the, the stuff from this weekend in them. Mm. But you have nine home runs and 24 RBIs. So that one double header is a little over half those totals. Yeah, I have 12 now. Um, yep, that was a good game. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, you know, I was feeling a little behind. Uh, I was like, I really need to hit the long ball more, and I'm just glad I had that good day. Because uh, Haley always beats me and hitting home runs, like, every time. I'm like, I gotta, gotta get a leg up here. She, she might still end up beating me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's really good at that. Do people, do people give you guys some gruff about hitting home runs at your field because it's a little bit smaller than others? Because, I mean, oh, it definitely. really can't be any bigger because of the football field oh, being where yeah. it is. Oh, yeah. It kind of seems like the softball field at Frankfurt was just, like, an afterthought. We're just put here in a corner. But... You know, it is kind of frustrating seeing that, like, oh, you can't, uh, these home runs don't count, they're such a small field, and then we go play Traverse City Central, and Katie and Haley both hit two over that massive, massive field. So it's definitely possible, and we've definitely got the power. Not to mention the teams that you welcome into Frankfurt, they don't ever seem to hit more home runs than you guys. <laughs> that is true. Um this is, I don't know, an interesting position for me because I am a pitcher. But, <laughs> um, we're just a good hitting team, and when we see the ball well, it can be really detrimental to other teams. And uh, we always try to strike first, strike early, get our pitches, um, adjust to the strike zone, whatever it is that day. Um, and then it just works. You did mention your two new catchers this season. Kaziah Stockdale was pretty much back there every day the yeah. last how many years? How how big of a how big of an adjustment has that been? Um, for me, it's been it's not huge, I guess, because Katie and Maggie have been working all off season to try and figure things out. There are a few times when it you like kind of forget. Um, some things that they might not know, so you just call time, say, hey, in this situation you want to do this and all this stuff, but they've been picking on or picking up really quickly and just kind of trying to follow in Kazai's footsteps because we know that she did awesome last year and her years prior, and I'm really proud of them. Maggie's going to do, if she stays in that position, she's going to do really well. All right, it's time to jump to the Freaky Fast Five, just kind of five random rapid-fire questions that have nothing to do with what we've spent the last 15 or 20 minutes talking about. Um, But is a hot dog a sandwich? Why? These are so hard. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, what else would it be? I I have no other alternatives, so I'm, I'm guessing yes. Okay, I'm not going to argue with you. I was just it is, just it is a meat question. Around bread, sounds around bread yeah. around meat. So I mean, right. Makeup is the same. Right. 
What's the last thing you watched on TV, and why'd you choose to watch it? Um, I was watching Michigan versus James Madison before I came here, and I was watching it because I love softball. Were they winning? <laughs> no. Oh. It was very sad, and I left them top of the sixth, or seventh, actually. So Michigan season very well might be over right now, <laughs> which is very sad. If you were arrested with no explanation, what would your friends and family assume you had done? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't do anything. Um, I really don't know. So they, would, they would assume that it was a wrong... Yes, wrong for sure. Wrong it, identity. Definitely someone framed me. That, yeah. That's it. No matter what it is. <laughs> I did not do it. <laughs> I don't know if they think that, though. <laughs> and uh what has been your most bizarre life experience uh, guys need to understand i'm like the nerdiest person <laughs> i'm like our high school's valedictorian i don't do anything um one time i jumped a barbed wire fence and got caught and Ooh. And it was terrible, and I, like, flipped over, and then my little brother was stuck on the other side, and he's, like, 6'2", and completely unathletic. And then I had to go back over the fence to help him, and that was that was just wild. Okay, that that deserves a follow-up. Why were you jumping a barbed wire fence? For fun. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think we were lost, and we didn't know how to get back, so... We thought we could just go this way, and then my 60 brother could not, somehow. So we had to go back and don't even know. Oh, oh my God, no, I'm changing my answer. One time, it was last summer, I went paddleboarding with my friend Alex Thayer, who's insanely good at it. We went like a mile down uh, Frankfurt Beach, I'm very bad at paddleboarding, and I get exhausted, and I don't even... I sometimes paddle backwards, and, like, I don't go anywhere. It's really bad. So we get a mile off the beach or whatever. Um, when we decide to turn around, the weather changes to where it's insanely windy. The waves are going away from where we wanted to go, and I'm really bad at paddleboarding, so I'm not moving. It was so awful that... I almost, like, drowned, actually, like, three times. The Coast Guard had to come and save us. I, one time, we just, like, got onto shore. I couldn't get back out. We were literally thinking about just staying there for the night because I literally thought I was going to die. We didn't know what to do. I was so bad, and he was just kind of like, he probably could have gone home fine, but I was very, very bad at paddleboarding. <laughs> I was not going anywhere. I was trying as hard as I could to move over these waves, and I kept crashing and falling. That was the scariest thing ever. And then uh, my little brother was actually on the beach, and I didn't think I would be gone for too long. And then we were gone for, like, three hours because we couldn't get back. And then he's just waiting there, like, where were you? I didn't know. And I was like, yeah, I almost died. Uh, the Coast Guard had to come save me. It was bad. Yeah, definitely have not gone venturing too far on a paddleboard since. <laughs> I completely forgot about that experience. Like, the whole time afterwards, I was, like, in my bed that night, and I was just, like, shaking. I was like, okay, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, yeah that's a story. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. All right. I, yeah. Well, I did want to latch on to something you said in a previous answer. You just, you said you're the biggest nerd. Why why are you the why? School is something that I care about a lot, I would say. Uh, and definitely times where friends want to go out and do things, I probably have some paper or something to write, and I don't go, and so that might limit my experiences. Uh, definitely travel softball takes up a lot of my time, so I could tell you a million softball stories. But Fair enough. I don't do many crazy things. All right. So she Outside will. Outside of paddleboarding. She, she won't. Right. She won't. barbed wire fences. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she, won't, she, she won't be arrested, but she uh, <laughs> might hop a barbed wire fence and require assistance from the Coast Guard. That is Frankfurt's Natalie Bigley. Thank you so much for joining us in the Get Around Podcast studio. It was great to have you here. You're welcome. Thank you. Another big thank you to Frankfurt's Natalie Bigley uh, for joining episode 82 of the Get Around Podcast. Great to have her in studio on Monday. Hope you enjoyed that. That conversation brought to you by Jimmy John's. Two locations in Traverse City. Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fast, Jimmy John's, Freaky Yeah. And while we're on the subject of Jimmy John's, let's not wait to the end. Let's give away some sandwiches today. Let's let's get the people fed, Jake. Let's get them fed. I think you, uh, you got the latest... Supply of sandwich coupons. Yes, I got did. another fistful of coupons. I got another fistful of coupons. So let's give a couple away here today. Congratulations to Kim Pringle. Uh, looks like, based off your Facebook profile, you reside in Kingsley. Thank you for interacting with episode 81 of the Get Around podcast. Uh, we will be in touch uh, to get your address so we can get those sandwich vouchers out in the mail. Thank you, and uh, thanks to all our wonderful Audible viewers who tune in each and every week uh, to listen to us ramble and mostly to listen to the stellar student-athletes that we bring into this studio. Or just to listen to us ramble. I mean, I would. I do. (laughs) (laughs) And for our loyal Audible viewers uh, who have become familiar with our Ath Tweet of the Week segment... Uh, we have a we have a dandy, uh, <laughs> a this doozy, week. a doozy. Yes, uh, I'm going to do my best uh, to splice the audio in after we share a little bit here. Um, but former uh, fall special section cover boy Nick Rice of Glen Lake, former wide receiver, uh, him and his family uh, were out golfing this weekend, and uh, well, what what happens when you go golfing, guys? Yeah, you, you go out with the fam, you have a good time, you might have, if you're nervous, you might have a, a, a pre-game beer or couple, two. Couple, couple barley pops. Yeah, bring a you know, barley the, pop on the way, a six-pack or so. The cart comes around, you might have a mixer. A sandwich, you know, a Sammy, a shot or two or five, but... You know, stuff happens on the golf course, and, uh, well, Nick, you know, I, I, hope, uh, I hope your dad is as good-natured... Uh, after this video, as he was during it, because he was wonderful. <laughs> the Peanut Gallery gets a 10 out of 10 for their commentary um, as Nick's dad uh, takes four shots uh, on number five and misses each and every one of them beautifully. Miser- not just miserably. Misses the, shot, misses the ball. Yeah, miserably yes. and, uh, might be a better I, word. I, 
This video ran for better than two minutes. I don't think there's a single ounce of profanity in the entire thing. It's completely clean. Everybody's laughing and having a good time, and it is hysterical. My favorite part, I think, he goes, after like the third shot, he's down. His dad's down on one. Yeah, he drops down to one. And then then in the background, (laughs) you just hear him go, come on, guys, we need to keep the encouragement for him. Come on. Uh, No, I mean, that's just a slight in itself. (laughs) There was the one time I think he just said, I hate this stupid game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he said, no, he said, this game sucks. Yeah. But, uh, I which we can all, I, I was going to say, we, I have thought that we can so all, many times. We can all relate to that. Uh, so, I mean, we are, we are, I don't know Nick's dad's name. That was not included in the tweet. I think but, they said uh, Matt. We'll Nick. leave it anonymous at the very least. Nick, by the way, at Nick Rice 879 on Twitter. You can follow him. Uh, but Nick's dad, we're, we're not laughing at you. We are laughing with you. We are the this, now uh, peanut gallery. <laughs> this, is, this is definitely uh, my favorite Ath Tweet of the Week so far since we introduced this segment. Our so. first video one, too, I think, but it was definitely worth, yeah, <laughs> worth so, the mention. So, so go check it out. Uh, it's, it's worth your time. And, uh, you know, if you it's, it's, it's family-friendly fun. It is. It is. <laughs> Quiet in the stands, please. <laughs> Take a deep breath, Matt. You'll get her. Keep your head down. Okay, concentrate. <laughs> I think he has been. This game sucks. If he misses again, I'm gonna just die. <laughs> Speaking of Glen Lake and golf, uh, this weekend I had to put in a hole in one. Oh, from Crown. From the Crown, and it was Rich Ruelas. Was it really first in his in his life? I'm gonna have to send him a text and. Why? Why don't we do a big story on that one? Local basketball coach makes hole in one. I can imagine the headline now. Well, I texted you about it because I'm like the the thing they sent us said you know Rich Ruelas of Traverse City, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I so I texted him and asked him if he lives in Traverse City or if he wanted to stay at Glen Lake. He actually lives, like, he said he lives right next to the crown. (laughs) So it is Traverse City. But. All right, time for the Get Around Hall of Fame. The next class uh, to be considered for induction, we will pick one of three nominees to be enshrined. James, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to start off things with Johannesburg Lewiston's Carlos Gasho. We're going to go cross cover track and field here. Uh, You know, Joburg won their regional uh, this weekend in handily. track. Yeah, handily. I think it was by like almost 40 points or something. And uh, Carlos had a hand in four of their, I believe it was, six event wins that they had. And uh, so he won the 800, the 1600, and the 3200 by himself and was also part of the 400 relay team from Joburg that won. So four by regional champ. Four not, you know, regional not uncommon to see the sixteen and thirty-two, obviously winner paired together, but you don't see that eight hundred thrown in there. I mean, that's no. it's, that, that's the cutoff between the distance and the sprinters, right. and th- it's not usually that uh, that weird gray area. But Gasho's Gasho's been in it, and then I think the other one was, it was the four hundred relay. So that's a hundred. Yeah, he's yeah. So he was running relay. hundreds too. That's right. If I'm, if I'm right on that, unless it wasn't. And it doesn't matter. Either it was the 4x1 no, or it was I think the 4x4. Four four, I, I think it was the 4x4. Four four. I think it was a 1600 relay, but no, still. It's 400 relay. It was? Wow. All right, well. Yeah, that's a, all right. Yeah, good, was good one there. Seconds. <clears throat> okay. Well, I'll go next. I'm going to take Cadillac pitcher Ashlyn Lundquist. 
She had 24 strikeouts in a doubleheader over the weekend. She also went 3-for-3 three three with three runs from the plate. Yeah, and a 6-2 win over Pine River. Yeah, and, and a 3-2 win over Hesperia. Is that right? Yep, in the finals. That was in their own tournament. They won the championship in their own tournament. But, yeah, 24 Ks in two games. I mean, whew. And Traverse City St. Francis's Colin Andrus hit two, allowed two hits and struck out eight in a 4-0 win over number one Portland St. Patrick. He also had a hit and two runs batted in versus Gaylord St. Mary in another game. It's uh, a big Saturday. That's a that's a tough. Yeah, that's they beat, a tough they beat couple two matchups. top ten teams in the same day. Yeah, a back to back. I mean, I mean, Colin's been tearing it up this year. He's he's been their ace on the mound. For, I think Coach for, Tom Passano might have gotten their attention a little bit after their uh, sloppy win over Traverse City Central uh, last week. He was um, he was not happy. Yeah, but they went down and uh, I think it was. Galen St. Mary, that was that was at the Mount Pleasant tournament. Galen St. Mary has won that like three years in a row. Traverse City St. Francis went and knocked out both of the they they were probably the underdogs in that tournament and uh, came out and won it. Yeah, and without Tommy Gallagher in that game or that for that day too. I mean, he uh, was out with an ankle injury for the whole weekend. So, um, but who are we putting in, boys? I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna cast solid. my I'm gonna cast my vote first, and I'm gonna go with Carlos Gasho, four by regional champ, five time if you if you add in the team regional championship. And like we said, obviously versatile, basically running sprints and long distance at a very, very high caliber. That, yeah. is, pre- that is pretty darn impressive. I'm going to go Gasho, too. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, you just you don't see that a lot, and considering those were for three individual regional titles, plus you had on a fourth on the relay team, and, uh, you know, the stakes are a, a bit higher uh, than what the other two athletes were uh, competing within uh, at the time. Obviously, Carlos going to the state meet now, and uh, you know postseason not quite here yet for baseball and softball. Not to uh, put down either of those performances, I just I think Gasho is that's that's a special yeah, a was, special day. He's going to be busy at state finals. So we we'll know he's we, we know he's in. Uh, are you going to make it unanimous, James? Yeah. Yep. All right. Congratulations, Carlos. You are the latest inductee into the Get Around Podcast Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. We will certainly be looking for your name uh, at the finals, what, two weekends from now, right? Yeah, yeah June 1st. Yep. June 1st. Yep, because you got the Mitka finals in between. Yep. That class of Hall of Fame candidates brought to you by Jimmy John's. Two locations in Traverse City. Jimmy John's spends lots of time every day slicing meat, Cutting bread to make you a 30-second sandwich. Freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy John's freak yeah. And now we head to the trifecta to close off this show. Um, I think a pretty solid one in my humble opinion. And as I said at the top, based off of the fan reactions of the end of Game of Thrones, uh, we're going to chat a little bit about series enders series finales. James, if you do choose to put forth Game of Thrones series finale, please 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 be kind. Are we doing ones that we didn't like or did like? I'll let you pick. Or or either. We can do either or. Whichever one was more impactful to you. Either your hate and disgust for one or your... Hold on, before we get started, we're just going to toss in a big old spoiler alert alert at the beginning of this. Just... 
For what? For whatever. So just no, I'm going to avoid Game caution. of Thrones because I don't want to. Well, you, you haven't know, seen. I don't want to draw it. You haven't, ire. you haven't seen Breaking Bad, and I might bring that up. So just spoiler alert. Just be just proceed I'm, with caution. I'm okay with spoilers. I'm not worried. I'm not. I don't care about you. I'm talking about our listeners, James. <laughs> the people <laughs> who fine. have no idea what's about to happen here. They're sitting there with the headphones in or going over there in Google Home or whatever. They have no idea what they're about to get themselves into. Because I don't even know what you guys are about to say. So just beware. I, I don't know if I even want to pick one as much as I just want to be like, just calm down, man. Every, like everybody about, about Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Well, I've, and it seems or like every general. it seems like every big series that you know that's come out like cult cult hits. Like yeah, yeah, like The Wire, you know, Sopranos, Lost, Game of Thrones. You know, eventually probably Walking Dead. You know, all that, the, that's all already those, fallen off. No, that, that's kind of that's going to go on perpetually until we die yeah. <laughs> and become the Walking Dead. But like any of those, has anybody ever liked the the last episode? Well, no, and, and I mean that's, Seinfeld's last episode even was just that's pretty to be expected. What about a you, Fraser, another episode? You, Frasier's you, was good. You grow it. You grow attached to these shows and these characters for years. Even yeah. in the best of circumstances, nobody's glad that the show is going away, generally. Yeah. Yeah, so, I think that plays a part in it. Except for when The Walking Dead ends, I'm going to be and, so happy. And, you, and you're never going to make everybody happy. Right. Because everybody has these uh, preconceived notions of, you know, oh, I think this is what I think is going to happen, and then when that doesn't happen, they're mad. And they're just like... Okay, I mean, well, I doesn't had, that take away from the surprise? That's why I've never been some, into big, big fan theory and stuff. Like the people, like the whole Reddit community that comes out right after like a show airs, or there's like right when it's about to happen. Like probably what happened in the last like two months with Game of Thrones. Man, I feel like that's unbearable. With everybody just like tossing all this stuff. Like, oh, this is what's gonna happen. No, it's just like the people are writing the show for you to watch it and experience it as it goes. Don't don't sit there and be like, oh well, if it doesn't happen like this, I'm I'm out. Yeah, and don't be the person who is like, well, oh, this didn't happen exactly like the books. Well, why would you want it to be exactly like the books that you already read? Because then nothing, nothing surprises you. There's no change or anything. So it just kind of, it just kind of bugs me. But Um, I mean, Orphan Black though was a good show that had a, a a nice satisfying ending, I thought. But I don't think either of you guys have ever watched that show. No, no. It was like a five year, five year series. Um, It was on the BBC. Well, okay, Good show. I, yeah, I, I, I'm, this may not be my favorite, but I'm, I'm going to bring this one up just because we haven't talked about it on this show before. I was pretty pleased with the ending. I think most people were, but I also think that it was kind of predictable. But I don't know if you guys have ever watched Sons of Anarchy. Um, very, very, very good show. Very engaging. I've heard. Um, yeah. The end of it, I, I mean, I, obviously, basically with all these things, I mean, with all these, is, is the char- main character alive, dead? Have they left? Are they still the same? I mean, that's really what it all is. But, I mean, I guess I won't spoil the ending of Sons of Anarchy, but the end of it seemed like it was full circle enough, or at least full circle enough to where it's like, oh, man, the show could start right back at this point with, like, a new generation, and you could find out the whole backstory to this now because that's kind of how they started the show. So I really, I, I think from start to finish I was happy with watching Sons of Anarchy. They had good character arcs and everything, and, I mean, even though you might have been able to see the end of that show coming, I think it was very, very good. I do have an answer to this question, but I am going to throw out there the worst series finales are the shows that you end up liking and then the networks don't, and then they're just over. Those suck. Yeah. 
Yeah, where you don't get an ending. Right. Oh, you, yeah. you invested your time. You got to enjoy the characters, even if maybe the rest of the audience didn't or, you know, for whatever reason, and it uh, doesn't come back. That That's happened to me a couple times. Maybe, well, yeah, just once or twice, but... Um, yeah. The one I can think of is, uh, is Deadwood. Okay, yeah. You ever watched Deadwood? I have not. And I, and I like the fact that now HBO is coming back out with a movie to right. finish it off. Yeah, that's helpful. That's because they realized they screwed it up. But as far as, uh, I guess, good endings, and um, now I'm sort of thinking I should go back and watch them again just to make sure. Um, but, you know, two series that were very near and dear to me as I was growing up, uh, both Boy Meets World and, and Buffy it. the Vampire Slayer. I, I was pretty, um, I mean, like I said, you're never happy when the show ends, but I was pretty solidly satisfied with both of those. Uh, you know, Boy Meets World, the especially the the scene with Mr. Feeney in his classroom. That man, that one gets me every time. Um, and then, you know, I don't know how you uh, wrap up a series about always fighting, you know, what's going to end the world. But uh, I thought I thought Buffy did a pretty good job with that one too, making sort of a clean cut and being like, okay, I could see how this could go forward, but I could also see how this is a a natural a good end point, a natural <laughs> stopping point. Yeah. Just because we haven't mentioned him, I'm going to uh, subject Harrison Beebe's answer into this because I already know what he would say. Uh, I can't wait to hear what he says to what you say. No, but the worst ending is probably The Office because he thought it was supposed to end after season three. (laughs) He said after Pam and Jim got married that that the show should have ended and that should have been the the series. Spoiler alert, Jake. Yeah, well, that's it's not really a spoiler. (laughs) I didn't know that. Okay, if you don't know that Pam and Jim are like the couple on the office by now, then just get out of here. <laughs> I know that couple. I just never saw the marriage, the wedding episode. I, the wedding episode is not even the good. He, I don't even think he. I, I think he didn't even want to cut it off at the wedding episode. I think I'm pretty sure he wanted to cut it off just like right after they got engaged or something like that. But anyways, I do remember him talking about this. I don't think he wanted them to ever get married. No, in the yeah, first place. yeah, no, he didn't. He and he he basically was like, yeah, that was no. He wanted them to get married, but he just thought that was like the story arc, and then after. Oh. Angela and Andy and all these other people go on and stuff, but shout out Harrison Beebe and him having a very bad opinion of the last seven seven ish seasons of The Office. Parks and Rec is better than The Office anyway. The Office is not bad, but but I like, I prefer Parks and Rec. I just Parks and Rec was just In like that the style of show was like the the secondary to The Office. I don't know. I really don't know. I do love Ron Swanson though. Well, yeah. whatever your favorite yeah, would, show is, if you don't like Ron Swanson, there's something yeah, wrong get the with. Out. Whatever your favorite show is, I hope it goes on forever so that you don't have to stop See, watching. I'm I'm of a different sort though. Is that you I like do no, I shows need to end. That's what I mean. Is that like Walking Dead? Like okay. I wish it would. Okay, let me rephrase. Already. I hope that it goes on forever, assuming the quality never no deserves but, but it no, to go but that's on a, forever. I mean, shows that make it twenty seasons aren't of the of those type of hits. You know. No, you're right. It's that's just not how it works out. Like there had. Everybody, I'm not saying everybody gets sick of a storyline, but just like when you project, I'm just so trying far to be out, nice to our audible viewers, Jake. Oh, this is yeah. nice. No, I, I hope that you enjoy your shows until you can't enjoy them anymore. That's the best way to put it. Just think of how they're gonna, how are they going to end The Simpsons? Damn right. How do you do that? Did is it? Did somebody tell me that Family Guy got or, canceled or South Park? Family Guy's been canceled more than once. No, oh, yeah, but like though know, that Seth MacFarlane is like going to be done doing Family Guy. That wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he's got. I mean, he has a jillion other things, but I just saw I just saw something yeah, he's got on American Twitter Dad, over and he's got the 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 Orville and oh yeah, that, that Orville show. I 
You guys ever seen that? I mean, I was never like a Star Trek person. No, he's straight up Star Trek ripoff. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's what few, he wanted to make. With a few jokes here and there. Is it like, see, this is getting off topic, but I thought when I was seeing the previews for it before it ever started, I was sort of thinking like, it's a Spaceballs for TV, but it's not actually that. It's not totally a comedy, no. It's basically, it's basically Star Trek with a little humor, you know, interjected here and there. But it's not a straight-up sitcom where it's you know or just parody. one liner after one liner after one liner. I mean it's, I mean you know, it, it's just Star Trek type vibes, yeah. Right. Well, this has been episode eighty-two of the Get Around podcast. I've been your host Brett Summers, alongside me James Cook, Jake Atnip. Thanks, and have a good one. <laughs>